0: Being with someone where no one can see you, don't. Because this summer, a legend of terror isn't just a campfire story anymore.
1: He has a really good cast. Ryan Backer from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. We had Fisher Stevens and this was his first film. And then he went on to do things such as Short Circuit and Hackers. And of course, Jason Alexander, this was also his first film, and this was also his first screen role at all.
0: What happened one summer five years ago is about to happen again.
1: Now, this movie was also directed by Tony Milan, and it was written and conceived by Harvey Weinstein.
2: The Burning. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs>
0: 1981 was definitely a great time for horror classics like Scanners, The Howling, and American Werewolf in London, along with two classic horror sequels in Friday the 13th Part 2 and Halloween Part 2. But of course, that's not all 1981 had to offer. So put down your Atari 2600 controller and join us as the dolls cover another 1981 summer camp sleeper known as The Burning. And now your dolls of horror, Summer and Tori, with special guest, Brian String.
1: Hi guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast. I'm Summer. And I'm Tori. And tonight, we have another very special guest, Mr. Brian String from Saturday Night at the Movies podcast. He is one-third of the podcast, along with his co-hosts, Daryl and Kate. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited to have you on, Brian, because I've been listening to you... Do your podcast thing for a year. So this is very exciting to finally get you on.
2: Yeah, it seems like we've been trying to get this to happen for a while now. Yeah, yes, yes.
1: And I'm really, really excited that uh, tonight we are talking about a movie I grew up loving. Another camp movie called The Burning from 1981.
3: So, Tori, Mm -hmm. you were new to this movie, right? I'm new to lots of movies. You, were, you revoked my horror card a long time ago. Let's not talk about that. I did. I'm ashamed. You should be. I thought I was a horror fan, and then I met you, and I just want to be left <laughs> alone. Just leave me alone. I
1: can't leave you alone. I have to
3: teach you now.
1: Well, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yes. it. Yes, it's I've loved this one ever since I was a kid. I've always loved camp movies. We talked Mm -hmm. about this Mm -hmm. during our during our Friday the thirteenth episode, Mm -hmm. even though I hate camping. I was supposed to say
3: you love camp camp, you love camp movies, but you hate camping. I do. You're weird.
1: I think I'm just too used to technology now.
3: And air conditioning. And air conditioning (laughs) and
1: running water. However, in all these camp movies, they did have running water. Mm -hmm and electricity and when i was growing up camping it was like roughing it yes tents and everything (laughs) so i'm not good at that kind of camping but if i was in a cabin i think Mm -hmm. i would do better but Mm -hmm. nowadays i don't know how i do without my cell service
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean let's be real you're you're afraid that a mass killer is going to come around the corner when you're camping that's what yeah you've seen too many movies yeah I'm more afraid
1: of the bears
3: (laughs) oh my gosh where
1: are you gonna go camping at Montana hey we had we had bears in California Oh my big ones (laughs) that's where I'm from and that's where we went camping oh my
3: gosh
1: before we get started on the burning though I wanted to talk to Brian a little bit get to know him a little bit for you guys Brian what started your love for horror
2: uh, ironically, it was Friday the thirteenth. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah! The first one or one of the sequels?
2: No, it was one of the sequels. So growing up, as they pretty much do nowadays, they would always have their marathons or whatever. And right. I remember like being up in my parents' room watching on the TV with thunderstorms happening, and I would just had the blanket over my head just to make sure <laughs> like no one can get me. and i would just sit there and just watch them and it and it just kind of like grew on me so i I took it from there and all the other icons if you will uh yes most of them i I gotta thank my dad for because he he had them on tape with movies that you probably shouldn't have from the get-go uh but I, I learned a lot of the slasher icons from him, so
1: that's great. My my family didn't really care for the horror, especially my dad. He wasn't a fan of the horror. Uh, my mom would put up with it and watch them with me, and it was kind of our bonding time. And she learned to like some of them, but she wasn't as big of a fan as I was. So, but it's really cool that your dad was there to share it with you.
2: Yeah, I mean, Grant, I don't think he meant to do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, um, which I still have the VHS to this day at his place. He had Back to the Future and then Text Chainsaw Massacre right after. I'm like, Dad, what, why? What What was your thing? <laughs> That's something I
3: would do, <laughs> definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah, Tori like, and Summer Parenting,
2: <laughs> yes. So, Text Chainsaw, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, those I learned from him. Uh, psycho, I learned from my grandfather. So, wow, Mm -hmm.
1: it's a classic, though.
2: Yeah, it is. So, a lot of my love for movies and everything came from parents and grandparents. So, Mm -hmm.
3: same here, that's how it happened for me.
1: Yeah, mine was more my aunts and uncles, but still family. Do you remember which Friday the 13th it was, Brian, that really like hooked you on it? Or you're like, wow, this is awesome. Or was it more of just like a slow getting used to it?
2: Um, I, The one I remember most because it was always on was part seven.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that one.
2: Uh, So, but the one that really got me going was part six.
1: That's a good part, one too. Part,
2: part six and part four are my favorites uh the entire franchise, plus the very hated Jason X. But uh, you love Jason. I, X I I love Jason X, <laughs> and I love
3: part twenty-three. <laughs> <Jeez>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's too
3: many of them. Oh my gosh,
1: I I don't even. Okay, okay. So here it goes. I don't even think I've seen Jason X in its entirety. I own it. Oh wow! But I don't think I've ever actually watched it all the way through. I've seen the end. I've seen the middle. I've seen the beginning. I don't think I've seen it all in succession.
2: But a surprise coming from you.
1: You know what? It's, it's in space, man. Come on.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's what threw people off was the fact it was in space.
1: Yes. I mean, people were upset because he went to the big city yeah. and was on a boat. I can only imagine how upset they would be if he left the planet.
2: Yeah, which which, (laughs) I don't know it's weird though because like years ago people would say oh you know you're you're stupid for liking those but now they kind of have like their own cult following kind of like Halloween 3 where everyone's like oh I love it so much
1: right well it is what it is and I'll never give somebody a hard time for liking a certain movie in a franchise or not liking one (laughs) I might not understand it, but you are definitely free to enjoy whichever movies you love. Uh-huh. Right. And I, well, I mean, I really love part eight, and that's not a popular one either.
3: But I really love it. With a lot of the horror movies like that, it's either you love it or you hate it. And like Brian was saying, like with Halloween three, there's so many people that hate it, but then it also has its own following of people that love it. Right. There really is no on the fence. You either love it or hate it.
1: I'm kind of on the fence on Halloween three. I really enjoy it, but it's not one of my most favorites. I, don't, I wouldn't say I love it. Love it. I, I like it. I'll watch it every year, but here's it's not what I
3: seek out. Well, here's my thing. I love it as a standalone movie. Right. I don't love it as part of the Halloween franchise. As a standalone movie, I, I absolutely love it.
2: I yeah, love it's, it. It. it's solid. Yeah. 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 I think, had it just been called Season of the Witch, it right. would have mm-hmm. been just perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I got that Halloween moniker, which, I, I get what Carpenter was trying to do, because he, he was done with Myers. He didn't want to do it. So they're like, okay, you know, do whatever. So, like, every... You know, following the movie was supposed to be a different story and mm-hmm. because of the backlash they got they're like well you know I <laughs> we gotta bring him back
1: i love about, about halloween part three i really love the jingle
2: <laughs> oh my god, loves the jingle
1: <laughs> it's so catchy it's the best part about the movie it's so catchy
2: yeah. but no, <laughs> I, I with friday part eight i think now people are Starting to like it more because of the video game. Which, if he had the like both of them together, like it kind of makes sense now why he teleports in the game. Because if you watch the movie, he like just shows up randomly, and you're like, "Dude,
3: <laughs> dude, <laughs> what the fuck, man? You're not Freddy. You can't just show up, dude. <laughs> Stop it."
1: And like you, I really, I really, really love part four from a young age I've enjoyed part four and I don't really know why I think it's because Peter Barton is hot (laughs) (laughs) and I grew up watching Peter Barton on my mother's soap operas so I knew who he was before Friday the 13th so I think that's one reason why I I grew to love part four above others and the fact that it has some really good kills too
2: Oh, it has some some of the best kills in the entire franchise.
1: Yeah, it really, really does, and it has some has some solid acting in it too.
2: I mean, how are you going to deny Crispin Glover's those dance moves?
1: (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) We should all learn those moves and do them at a convention one year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! So, Brian, what would you say if you could pick one at the moment is your most favorite horror movie? Ever.
2: Uh, everyone asks this, and it's really hard.
1: What about your favorite horror movie right now?
2: Like, once again, really hard yeah, like at
1: the moment, it could change tomorrow
2: <laughs> uh right now, right now um, you know, I honestly don't know. Uh, <laughs>
1: We'll just go with Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. We'll go
2: Friday the thir- Yeah, I mean, because I've been watching so much because of our our show. Right. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to say what the titles are right. because we're going to do episodes on them. Um, what one I will say because I love the movie absolutely is a uh, Motel Hell.
1: Okay. Meets Meat and Man's Got to Eat, huh?
2: Yep. <laughs> Makes all kinds of craters that make farmer Vincent critters.
1: <laughs> Tori, have you seen Motel Hell?
3: I have not seen it all the way through yet. Okay. Yeah.
1: It's so. it's it's interesting. It's fine. Isn't that a long one? No, it's like an hour and a half. Really? It just feels yeah, long it, because it's slow. Okay. So but so. that one's one that you can you can watch it in two sittings and you're gonna be fine.
2: Yeah, like it's not something that you'll miss anything if you take a break in it. Right.
1: <laughs> no, I enjoy it. It's fun. It's just it's just a fun one. That's that's all I have to say about it. It's just fun. Okay, so let's get on with the burning. If you listeners have not seen this movie from 1981. The basic synopsis is Cropsy, a former summer camp caretaker, horribly burned from a prank gone wrong, is released from an institute and returns to Camp Blackfoot with a pair of hedge clippers to take revenge on the campers.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it has a really good cast. Okay. Mm-hmm. It does. Yes. It had a lot of up and comers, a lot of new people. We had... Brian Matthews and Lee Aries, who played the two leads, ironically, and I haven't seen them too much after this, but then we also had Brian Backer, who played Alfred, and I mean, most people know him from Fast Times at Ridgemont High that he did one year later. He also won a Tony Award playing uh, Woody Allen. In 1981, the year this came out for Best Actor in a play for the play The Floating Light Bulb, and he was 25 years old at the time, we had Fisher Stevens, and this was his first film, and then he went on to do things such as Short Circuit and Hackers and a million other things. Most recently, I think I've seen him on Blacklist, and of course, Jason Alexander, this was also his first film, and this was also his first
2: screen role. At all, yeah, and it's probably also the only time you'll see him with hair, right?
1: (laughs) And he looked awfully thin, too. (laughs) Well, while while Fisher had done other TV things, this was actually Jason Alexander's first screen role. And I mean, if you guys don't know who who Jason Alexander is, what's wrong with you? Um, Seinfeld, enough said, right? And then I was giving Tori a hard time about this one earlier. earlier. And we had Holly Hunter in her first screen role as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, did you do your Holly Hunter research, Tori? Did you figure it out? Have you seen her? <laughs> no. You've never seen her, Holly Hunter before, ever? What? I don't think so. Wow. Never. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, she won an Oscar for 1993's The Piano, but she's done so many other things, including recently Batman versus Superman. She did Little Black Book with Brittany Murphy, 13, um, the Canadian version of Crash, Home for the Holidays, The Firm, Broadcast News, Raising Arizona. Never seen any of those, not even Little Black Book, Tori? I have never seen it. You got to watch Little Black Book. It's so good. <laughs> you will love it. You will you will laugh. Next time we have a okay. sleepover, we're watching a Little Black Book. It has to happen.
3: Okay? July. Yes. <laughs> and maybe 13 going on 30 so we can do Thriller in the hotel. <laughs> I'm game. <laughs>
1: I'm totally Come on guys, it's Thriller. I'm, I'm totally into that. <laughs> We'd have to live stream that. <laughs> yes we would oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh now this movie was also directed by Tony Milan and it was written and conceived by Harvey Weinstein before they had Miramax Pictures so this is Harvey Weinstein's early work now what would you guys say your favorite kill is in this one?
0: Fatality
3: I like the entire raft
2: scene. It is a good one. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what everyone gravitates towards is that raft. Well, I
3: have one I have one specific kill from that scene. Okay. The where he, when he slices the girl's forehead. That's a good over. one. And I guess that the way they make it seem that's what finishes her off, that's what kills mm-hmm. her is the slice to the forehead. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here watching this, okay? I'm like, how sharp are those? Because I need to get me a pair so I can do some hedge trimming around right here. Because I have bushes, <laughs> I have bushes that are out of control. And I'm like, man, those are some pretty sharp. I don't know where he got those at, but those are freaking sharp, man. It's like, jeez, you didn't get those at Home Depot or something. I also loved in that specific kill,
1: the just the visual after her head's Her head is sliced. Her, uh, the mm-hmm. yes. her the blood down her arm down to the finger mm-hmm. into the water. I think it's just beautiful how that is shot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I mean, and like I was saying, obviously to finish her off that way, that would have had to cut through the skin, the bone. Every, I mean, that yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep. I, I thought I, I'm still thinking about That <laughs> but that was a really good <laughs> mass killing
1: scene.
2: Mm-hmm. And it, it got
1: was. creative with it. It was nice. Mm-hmm. What about you, Brian?
2: So, I went away from the raft scene. Me because too. Everyone Me too. Scene. Not Me that too. it is the most memorable scene. Um, but I went with Crop- uh, Cropsy's death. Okay. Like, they, they really went at it with him. He gets the shears to they the do. back. Mm-hmm. Then he gets the axe yep. to the head. And just for measuring they set him on fire just to make sure (laughs) (laughs) they set him on fire for a second time (laughs) like like they were making sure that he wasn't coming take
3: that yeah because
1: you already came back once (laughs) right well the first time they they weren't trying to kill him him. it was an accident (laughs) oh whatever (laughs) i picked glazer because i love that whole scene where the shears through the throat lifts him up carries him to this tree sticking mm-hmm. him to the tree where he then gargles and falls
3: uh you know what i had a feeling you were gonna pick <laughs> that one simply because it's so reminiscent of the kevin bacon scene through the throat oh yeah that's right i know you like and i know you, li- I know you oh, like yeah. that one yeah i was I
2: like say, that then um the raft yeah one the raft too.
1: one mm mm-hmm. Now, Tori, I don't know if you know this because I, I do a lot of research on this, but Tom Savini did The Effects for Friday the 13th Part 1 as well as this. Oh, awesome. So, I thought the effects were really yes, great. Yes, so the the Kevin Bacon raft scene or the Kevin Bacon scene in the bed and then the raft scene, you know, same same person did it. Mhm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it was the same mold. Right? That they used. Because like, with the rap scene, which I don't know if the actor, like, meant to do it, because as you're watching, when the shears goes through the neck, the actor, like, does the face mm-hmm. move, but then, like, the arm, like, kind of separates from the body, mm-hmm. and you could see the mold outlined, and then there's just, like, shadows in between. Ah, huh.
1: yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice that, but I was watching on a smaller screen and I was only kind of half watching because I've seen this movie so many times. So I was mainly listening for dialogue than than watching. You know how it goes.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. So, Kill Creativity, what do you guys think?
3: I'm on the fence. Okay. Yeah, I'm on the fence mm-hmm. about it. Because there was only one weapon, a bunch of stabbing going on.
1: Yeah, stabbing and slicing. I like the fact that he only has one weapon, though. Well, actually, he has two, if you consider the hooker in the beginning. But it's a similar weapon with a pair of scissors, which is basically smaller shears, right? Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yeah.
3: I like practicality. And that's I, I think that's why I'm so hung up on it, because there's no way that would be that sharp. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. I'm yeah. a homeowner. <laughs> I know.
1: Okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm an apartment yeah, dweller. I don't guy. have shrubs.
2: <laughs> I mean, then who knows how old those shrubs right. were from Right, ago, so. right. right. But I I think for you know what they're trying to do, I, I thought the kill creativity was pretty decent mm-hmm. for what mm-hmm. they had. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I like and I like what they did on the raft because most of the times in these movies it's one at a time. Right. So I like the fact that they just knocked out like six
2: people at once. Yeah. So I mean I I think they had the script already like done because Tom didn't have like any control over the kills from the what the director said on commentary. So, and I think from it being literally a year after Friday the Thirteenth came out, they couldn't do the same style right. kills because you know people had mm-hmm. just seen them.
1: Right. And let's see here. Um, some fun facts about the special effects from Tom Savini. He only had three days to create that cropsy face, and. He did the fire stunt in the bed in the beginning with his own legs. He knocks a skull over himself, and those are his legs you're seeing.
2: Mm.
1: Yes, so mm. he set himself on fire from the waist down there.
2: Yeah, yeah. And uh, Savini had turned down Friday the 13th part two to do
1: right, burning. and I think that's so. hilarious. <laughs> i think that's so funny i wrote it down somewhere i I wrote a whole paragraph on it where is it oh yeah um (laughs) i wrote that yeah he turned down friday the 13th part two because he didn't like the premise of jason being alive because jason died as a kid in part one so he's not going to be alive right that was his whole thing Uh he actually said you are an idiot for watching any other Friday the 13th past part one. That's what he thought. No, that, that's what oh, he thought ow. at the time. He has since apologized because he did go come back and do more of the movies.
2: <laughs> yes. He did part he, four. He, so. he
1: did admit that he was wrong because <laughs> people loving it, but at the time he thought it was dumb. And so he did the burning instead, which I think is quite ironic because the whole campfire story of Cropsey and how they portrayed Jason in part two is basically exactly as what they're describing Cropsey to be. Just a guy out there, no longer human, living on whatever he can catch. And that's what they did for Jason in part two. Just a guy out there living on whatever he can catch. And let's see what else I got for Effects. Um, the stuntman, Tori, that was set on fire when mm-hmm. he gets out of the cabin in the beginning. His name uh-huh. was Reed mm-hmm. Rondell, and he was only 17 years old at the time. Right? Young, oh, wow. young, young, young. And yeah. he came from a long line of stuntmen. His dad was a stuntman, and his grandfather was a stuntman. And unfortunately, he died just four years later in a helicopter fire, um, filming Airwolf. Right. So he died really young doing stunts. But he was only 17 at the time of filming. And I think that's all I got for effects.
2: um, Did you guys care about the point of view shots? Oh, I loved them. Where they use Vaseline to kind of uh, Right to make his lens. vision blurry. Yeah. Did you
3: notice that? I must have not <laughs> noticed that. I must have not been it paying. It was subtle.
1: That. It was just kind of around the edges. But oh. I...
3: well, I have. Hey, I have yeah. bad vision anyways, and I wasn't wearing my glasses, so I probably just <laughs> thought it was me. <laughs> <That's> probably... Right. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> like legitly.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. I really love that you brought that up, Brian, because it's really interesting that they just did something so simple to create an effect instead of trying to do something fancy. Right? Yeah. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about for effects?
2: Nope. I don't think so. No, I think you hit them all.
3: The only thing I will say as far as the effects go... I was really waiting, now correct me if I'm wrong, because I wasn't, I mean, I was paying attention, but I wasn't, I was busy also, but I was really hoping to get a really good shot of him and see what he looked like, and they never really showed us.
2: I I was they didn't want to, that that was the reason. So, like, they show him his face once quickly uh, when Alfred sees him in the window, but then you don't Mm -hmm. see it again until Mm -hmm. the very end of the movie.
3: Right, okay.
1: And then you saw him for a second pre-burned, right? Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. And the gentleman who played Cropsy, his name is Lou David, if anybody's interested. Okay. I really want to talk about props. Prop we would like to own. Okay, I want to go first because, I mean, I texted Tori a picture of this, I think, yesterday, and so she probably knows I'm gonna pick it. <laughs> I have... Are yes. you sure you texted me? Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Might My have been the day before, was... but I did. My life, I can't remember. Quarantine time, know. guys. We don't know what day we're on. <laughs> yeah, I'm losing it, and I want... I had a hard time picking a prop, first of all, because everything seems so generic and nothing really special. If I had something that had that said Camp Blackfoot on it I would pick that but I didn't really see anything like that. I picked the oar from the canoe trip. And I noticed I noticed the okay. design on the oar as I paused it and I looked at it and I said okay as we're in the quarantine time, that just shows you where my brain is at. I said to Tori, I said, is this a bird or a plague doctor?
3: <laughs> yes, you did. I remember now because, yeah, you said that. I to did. Me. You sent me a close-up of it. And you said, is this right? like a bird or a plague doctor? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Just God. to show you where my brain
1: is at. Yeah. And as soon as I saw that, I said, okay, that's my prop. And if I had a, a room, a room dedicated to horror memorabilia, I'd put that on the wall. Do you have a prop, Brian?
2: (laughs) I I, I do. I have a a couple, so I I think a lot of people would go with the shears, but I think that's just too right. That's why I didn't pick it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. both of mine are actually in the boys' cabin. So um, the first one, uh, there is a poster of the nineteen seventy nine Dracula hanging in the background Mm -hmm. and being a horror fan. I'm like, yes, right. I would totally get that. But then there's, if you pay attention as everyone's walking in and out of the cabin, there's a poor (laughs) plush tiger (laughs) that's hung. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Like, it's just swinging there. And I'm like, oh, "Oh." that'd be kind of (laughs) cool. Like, there's no explanation. It's just just hung. It's just there. (laughs) It's just there.
3: What about you, Tori? I'm so glad glad none of you picked mine. I'm curious now. I want the skull that is used to set him on fire. I want that skull. And I want it to have... I, I want it to be exactly like that, where it's hollow in the middle, and I can put a candle in there, or two candles in there, and it'll be like a little candle holder. It'll be all pretty. It'll be like, this is my candle holder. I love uh, it. I like it. I love it. <laughs> yep. That's what I want. Okay. And if I'm allowed to have the shears, I want the shears, just so I can cut my bush. <laughs> but only, but only if they work. That's what I want <laughs> you only want them if they work. Yes, right. If they work as well, well as the movie.
1: It's been 30
3: years, so <laughs> 40 years. Shit, 40 well, years. Hey, how long was he in? How? Hey, how long was he in the hospital for? Where'd those shears come from? Yeah. Did you find them at the camp after all those years, and they're still that sharp? No. No, I'm going to rip this movie off. That's what we do
1: here, though. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) It is. It is. All right. I I really had a hard time with this one. Let's talk fashion.
2: Young, hot, and an attitude that says, who cares? It's only fashion.
0: That Hansel's so hot right now.
1: Okay. I, Okay. I, I. Nothing really made me go, that's good. Like, sometimes I see things and I say, that's good. And I, I know right away, or sometimes yeah. I'll watch something a few times and it'll be so obvious and I'll pick it. I really, really had a hard time picking this. So I'll go last. <laughs> <clears throat> okay.
2: Uh, I, I guess I'll go first because I, I had a hard time thinking because it's like the last right. thing. Right. Well, it's really
1: normally the first thing I look at, but it was, horror everything horror. was so generic.
2: It, well, I was saying it was hard because all the right. actors brought their own clothes, so it oh. wasn't like they had a costume department. Mm. Um, so what I picked just because it totally eighties, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see it. It uh, Todd has like all done
1: uh-huh, a Canadian tuxedo, <laughs>
2: like he's wearing the jeans <laughs> and then the jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and just like,
1: yeah, that's pretty. Eighties and nineties too. That that double Mm -hmm. denim look stuck around. Yeah, for a while.
3: All right, Miss Tori Okay, I was. It was really hard for me. I'm glad I'm not the only one Um, felt this way. Yeah, well, nothing really stuck out at me. Like nothing popped. Like usually, like you said, I'll be like, oh, that, Um, and I'll be really excited about it this one it took me a minute you know i love the 80s and the 80s fashion and maybe even i'm even gravitating towards some of the 70s and this was made in 81 so it's kind of coming off of the late 70s fashion into 80s so and i didn't want to choose a swimsuit again (laughs) because i've chosen that a couple times even though they had some great swimsuits so what i chose is i don't know her name but whenever they Uh are playing baseball and she has the button up that's tied at the bottom with a pair of like uh yes. bikini bottoms, and yep. they're looking at her butt and like look at her. And I'm like, what butt? She <laughs> has no ass. What are you looking at, <laughs> that girl?
1: That's the the, the button up with the bikini bottoms. Like
3: that's kind of cute.
1: <sighs> yes, I almost picked that so no, as no well ass. because I like I liked her no ass look, and I I wish I had that. <laughs> we all know <laughs> I wish I was skinny.
3: So, <laughs> dude, there's a difference between being skinny and just not. Yeah. Mm-mm. So I almost did that, that too.
1: But I decided actually, again, I took I went with Glazer in his wife beater shirt because I think that that costume okay. choice is also a character choice. It's like it's just driving the point home that okay. he's the bully of the camp.
3: Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Everyone like else is wearing, you know, Yorker. their T-shirts
1: or, or their their baseball style shirts or whatnot. No, nah, he's in the wife beater, not only trying to show off his muscles, as they like to point mm-hmm. out, but just to prove that, that he's that he's a jerk. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I chose him.
3: I do want that to have an good? honorable mention. Jason. Alexander. What was his name? Alexander jason yes he wore a lot of jerseys he yeah and i was like i noticed that and i kind of liked it oh yeah
2: the jets shirt
3: Mm, he had a lot of different jerseys yeah so i i and uh, because i comment i was texting summer and i was like i know that guy (laughs) but i can't place him and so I was like, Who is that? And she's like, That's you mean she's like, You're talking about Jason Alexander? I was like, I don't know. Let me Google him. I don't know who it she is. She just if said 96 was, shirt I and I said, I don't remember who was wearing the ninety-six shirt. Yeah, I said he's wearing the ninety-six shirt and they, then they're in they're about to throw somebody in the water or whatever, and she's like, Jason Alexander, and I'm like, I don't know. If I knew who it was, I wouldn't be asking. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I liked his jersey. Oh, I so really funny. like him as an actor. He was super young. Yeah, in the everybody movie. I love he was it. super
1: young. Everyone was in the beginning of their careers except mm-hmm. for the lead mm-hmm. counselors, the the guy and the girl. I mean, the, the girl mm-hmm. lead counselor didn't mm-hmm. really do much after this. I saw, I've seen her in maybe one or two other things. She was in All That Jazz right before this came out. And I really like that movie. It's a Bob Fosse dance movie. But other than that, I haven't seen her much. The guy, he did a lot of soap operas. He did, for example, The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, Santa Barbara. So he did a lot of soaps. But the other one, she's really only known for okay. all that jazz and blood sport. But, every, but all, the other ones, there okay. were, were, were some young young talent that went on to do a lot of things. We had Ned Eisenberg, uh, who played Eddie. And he's done many, many, many episodes of Law & Order, all the different branches of it. He's done many movies. And so, I mean, we already talked about some of the others in my little intro. Is there anything else you guys wanted to add about actors? I don't think so. I know, I pretty much, like... Just rambled about them in the beginning anyway so <laughs> let's talk some music guys I love music I love orchestrations we know that Tori doesn't care
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah unless right. unless it really stands out
1: I think I'm part of my really love notice. for the music in these movies is also nostalgia value Because I've always loved soundtracks growing up. I think because it reminded me of movies I really liked so much. So the orchestration and the theme song for The Burning, it's almost like an electronic lullaby, if you will, for me.
2: Yeah, I agree. I really like the uh, synthesizers that they used in it. Like, you don't hear them anymore with today's... You don't. You really, movies. really don't. So.
1: And it was composed by, um, by Alan Brewer. I don't really know what else he's done after this. But, I mean, the soundtrack itself was produced by Rick Wakeman of the band Yes. So, you know, the soundtrack in general was produced by somebody who actually had a name. Either of you want to add anything else? Do music. Mm-mm. All right, good yeah. stuff. Um, oh, we <laughs> talked about acting already. How about pacing? How do you guys feel this movie paced itself?
3: I liked it. I um, I I was talking to myself during <laughs> the movie, and so I think the pacing was really good. And I said to myself whenever they the skull got tipped uh-huh. over and he caught on fire. I literally said out loud, well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, that kind of just took off. That's okay. how they opened the movie, huh? Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that's nice. But like I said, I did like this movie. I liked the pacing. I like what happened. I like that he got burned. He got sent to the burn ward. He gets out. He obviously seeks his revenge. Um So, yeah, I mean, I really liked the pacing and everything about it. Bet
1: you, Brian?
2: Yeah, I would say the pacing was really fast. Like, this was at a time where they, like, they they moved. It was, like, ten minutes per kill how it was constructed for the 80s horror movies. You had Mm -hmm. to be sure you had a kill, like, every ten minutes, and that really moved it along. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So well, especially
3: because there's so many right. people to kill.
2: Yes. yes. <laughs> but I was like, so, so some of them tried to do like the whole slow burn thing. This mm-hmm. one was just like, nope, let's, let's get it done.
1: Well, yep. Honestly, yep. Like, with the exception of the beginning of one, him getting burned and going to the burn unit and coming out five years later. By the way, I love how they did that. They did Mm -hmm. like the narrations of the doctors talking to him, showing his progress in a matter of 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. She knew exactly what happened in the last five years. So I love what they did there. And so with the exception of that and the exception of the kill of the hooker, as soon as he gets out, I didn't, mm -hmm. I think it was more the next half an hour was more of a, I think it was more of a slow burn, at least for the next 30 minutes. With setup, but I really liked because we—I don't mm-hmm. think we had another kill after that until later. Am I wrong? After the hooker, after the I don't jumper, think we yeah, had another maybe. kill until
2: yeah,
1: um, mm-hmm. the girl leaves her man in the lake, right? Like we, th- mm-hmm. we. Th- oh
2: mm-hmm. right, yeah, because right. Cropsy will show up but he won't actually right. kill anyone. Right. It was like that tease right. that they mm-hmm. would do. Yes. But oh, he yes. kept it We
1: thought that Tiger was going to get it when she mm-hmm. went chasing after the baseball, but no, nothing happened. <clears throat> so they just yes. kept with the POV shot yeah. of him lurking around, want- keeping you wondering what was going to happen.
3: Well, and I, ha- I have to say, huh? this was my first time watching it, and obviously I'm an adult. Right. You guys watched it when you were children. Um, and I, and I was critiquing it and I was, you know, really paying attention for the podcast or trying to really pay attention. I was waiting not only for them to show me what this guy looked like, but I was waiting for them to do a twist and bring it to light that that weird kid <laughs> was somehow part of it because he was always lurking around and watching the kills. And oh, I was like, he's I always perving around. They're going to, they're going to reveal it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they're going to reveal that he's part of this somehow, and yeah, wrong guy. So,
2: (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, watching it now, like you, like Crops is just standing there. So how does no one see him? Like you had Tiger spinning around, and then you had Alfred that really followed them, but then like couldn't see him other than that. Okay, so
1: I'm going to come to Tiger's defense here. Tiger was short like me and I don't really look up very much and she was looking on the ground for a baseball. So she was super focused, but I've also had this terrible habit Mm -hmm. of looking down at the ground all the time. And my husband is always like cracking on me for it because he's like, why don't you look up? It'll make you taller. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) it's true (laughs) though, but I always have a tendency to look at the ground. I don't know what that is. And so I probably would be in the same position as Tiger is, but man, Alfred's always perving mm-hmm. around spying mm-hmm. on people and shit. You should think he would have seen something? He was such a snoop,
3: right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I and I get it because whenever you're having fun, or whenever you're really occupied, sure. you do not pay attention to your surroundings. True. Sure. You just you just don't. And I, and I get that so I, I get that they didn't really see him they were busy they were having fun they I love focused.
1: though in that time where you didn't get your kills they were really focusing on character development one of the yes. flaws I mm-hmm. find in the Friday the 13th movies is that there's so many disposable characters and right and these yes, people are just getting killed and you, you don't before. even know their names they're just there to show a boob and get killed <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh yep. it, it, right. well in this one cutter. there were a lot of characters but there was a lot of setup where you kind of got to know who these kids were and i enjoyed that
2: yeah but the, but then oh, they yes of boots course boots you have to have the games in the
1: killing Duh. <laughs> <laughs> but you cared oh, a little God. bit more and you at least knew their Super. names
2: <laughs> they had you know karen that's just their
1: all <laughs> natural. Yes. And what else did I write? I yeah, I love the setup with the hooker kill, and I love that he used scissors. Then, like I said earlier, that's another form of shears. And I, I really enjoyed him, the jab and the twist of the scissors as well. I thought that was a nice touch. Instead of just 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 dabbing somebody, that's kind of boring. Jab, jab, and twist and uh-huh. pull out. Uh-huh. <laughs> really made her. Really yeah. made her pain. Fill it right. Alrighty. So how well do you guys suppose this movie has aged? I I know.
3: Oh geez, not well.
2: Yeah, it hasn't aged. You <laughs>
1: only watch this movie if you like 80s movies. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and well Mm -hmm. i shouldn't say you'll only watch this movie you'll only like this movie if you like 80s movies
3: Mm -hmm. and the fashion and everything that goes
1: with it Mm. but again talking about like brian mentioned they were using a lot of their own clothes um i really Mm -hmm. love that you kind of also got a feel of what these people were actually wearing at the time this wasn't some wardrobe department just saying oh you're gonna wear this and you're gonna wear this and you're gonna wear this these were real clothes that people Mm -hmm. were wearing in 1981
2: right yes yeah because they thought they were
1: cooler in style or whatever
2: yep Mm -hmm. so that's why they're wearing them multiple times Mm -hmm. a week again i think that's realistic for a camp
1: right now Yeah. yeah Tori and i talked about this i think for the friday the 13th episode brian did you ever go to a summer camp like this
2: Uh, I never did a summer camp. Uh, we did do like a retreat, I guess you would call it Mm -hmm. in like middle school to where we would be there for, uh, I think it was like half a week or something. Like we left, we left Wednesday and then we would come back Sunday night. So we had the cabins and the showers and all that stuff. All right. All
1: right. I never went away to any sort of camp. I did a day camp just you know, hanging out, making jewelry and stuff, <laughs> but I never, right, friendship, <laughs> bracelets, friendship bracelets, chains, those plastic things, Tori, do you know what I'm talking about? It, they're plastic ropes, plastic and you make, you like, almost braid them, but yes, right, the lanyards, you made them in I squares, squares. you made them right in now. little circles, you did different colors, I made lots of those, yep. I got very good at that, <clears throat> yep, so I did lots of, yes. yeah, I did some day camp like that, but I never went away to an overnight camp. The only really overnight camp that we had back in California was one called Camp Keep, and it was a week-long camp. And I don't think you guys have it out here in the Midwest because I haven't heard anybody mention it, but I'm pretty sure they still do it. And another thing that I, I notated is how come all these summer camp movies that you see, they're always on the East Coast? Is this, yeah, is this just an East Coast cheaper. thing, or what? <laughs> How come we don't do this stuff in California, or Washington, or Oregon? <laughs> no. yeah. yeah. Shall we talk?
2: Uh-huh. Well, I was like, where, New where York. Was sleepaway camp? Was that Yeah, was that, that was, that was also in oh, New York. New York. Okay. Kind
1: of the same area as this.
2: So, right, and... So, all those in New York... Uh, Jersey. Right. 13th is Jersey. Madman okay. was yeah. Maine, I believe. Still up there. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: they're all on the east.
2: Yeah. Okay. Maybe they didn't want to it deal with Tahita in the west.
1: <laughs> now, let's talk Epic Line, guys. Are you ready? All right, go for it. I'm ready.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well it's I'm another up. when they're in the water and it's the Glazer. Poolie, I don't remember his name he says, says you know you girls look like a bunch of mermaids up here hi girls <laughs> you look
2: like a bunch of mermaids up here you know that
3: they, I, I love that because they really did look like a bunch right. of mermaids up there sunbathing and it also reminds, because I'm a big, I'm a horror mm-hmm. fan and I'm a big Disney fan. It yes. reminded me of Peter Pan because Peter Pan mm-hmm. has all the mermaids that are on the rocks and they're sunbathing and Peter Pan kind of flies by and stops in to talk to him. And so I really love awesome. like that.
1: Brian said that he, I was having trouble picking a line. He said he already had one early on. So I'm excited to know what he picked.
2: Yeah. yeah, so mine was when Jason Alexander gets back from buying stuff. At I knew it. He's in the boys cabin, hanging stuff out. And yep. oh my Dave God. pulls out the Playboy, and he's just looking at it. And his line is, yes. God bless her mom and dad.
3: Who ordered the uh, Playboy? Over
2: here. Dave, oh, did God. you get my hustler?
3: Oh, uh, right. right. God bless
2: her mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I knew oh that there God. was going to be something in that scene. I just, I I had a feeling. I just had a feeling. Yep. I mean, you know, he like ad-libbed that line, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that makes it even better. Cause that is a Jason Alexander original. <laughs> so I originally was going to go with the Cropsey legend the last part of it because I've always loved it. I always love campfire stories and ghost stories and stuff like that. So this is going to be my honorable mention just because it's iconic and it's part of the movie and it's part of the legend and that is the don't look, he'll see you. Don't move, he'll hear you. Don't breathe, you're dead.
2: He's out there watching waiting Don't look!
0: Don't move.
2: He'll hear you. Don't breathe. You're dead.
1: They mentioned it twice throughout this movie. But my epic line, I chose a comedy line. And it is the same scene that Tori picked, except a little bit earlier. And it's when the boys are walking down the waterfront and one of them i don't know this character's name was coaching alfred on swimming's no big deal and it's okay and your head is the heaviest part of your body so wherever your head goes your body has to follow right and then jason alexander comes and says and you'll be in big trouble if it doesn't
2: Beautiful water. There's no problem in swimming or diving. I mean your head's the main thing. Head's the main thing. It's the heaviest part of your body. So wherever your head goes, your body's gotta follow, right? You'll be
0: in big trouble if it doesn't.
2: Uh, Ah yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So those two lines. That's my epic line. And you'll be in big trouble if it doesn't. (laughs) Kind of is foreshadowing of what's about to come, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I guess the the twist in this movie is, um, I guess the twist is when you find out that Todd, the lead counselor, was at the Boy Scout camp and was partly responsible for Cropsy being burned, right? Okay. I mean, you kind of maybe yeah. have that thought when he's talking to Alfred about how he got sent home, right? But you don't really know for uh-huh. sure until the end where he's having a memory. And then they go flashback okay. on him. So, you, can you guys think of any other twists? Because I couldn't.
2: No, I'm that was really mm-hmm. the only twist was it being revealed that Todd was one that's right. was responsible for the fire.
1: Clearly it didn't mess him up too badly because he returned to the scene of the crime to work. <laughs> I got one more line I wanted yeah. to mention that I forgot to mention and this okay. is not so much an epic line as much as it's just something that I always say kind of about myself sometimes I am, I'm very white and I get very burned very quickly even with sunblock I come back lobster red within half an hour when I go into the sun it's bad it's, it's really bad. And my husband just stares at me and goes, really? Can't take you anywhere, can I? And so in the burn unit, when the orderly is talking to the other orderly, <laughs> and he's saying, man, this guy is so burned, he's cooked. A fucking Big Mac overdone. <laughs> kind of how I talk yeah. about myself after I go into the sun. <laughs> Now, he was being super insensitive insensitive, and he was totally a jerk and had no responsibility being an orderly talking like that about his patients. But I could appreciate his humor. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how do you guys feel about this story? Mm -hmm.
2: I like it. Yeah, I I, I thought the story was really good. I I think now, especially Mm -hmm. with all the documentaries on Cropsey, where he kind of turned into Slender Man, I guess almost, to where it's like a ghost story. But I I think the story that they did for this really paid off, because it's a camp story, but it's not like copying Friday the 13th in any way. True. So i th- I think it did well for did it.
1: Brian, did stuff. you ever see the documentary titled Cropsy?
2: I did I, I yeah, it's it more really boring.
1: It more hits on i I, I like it okay for what it was talking about. It wasn't talking about the movie, of course, but it was talking about the mythology of a Cropsy. And of course, the real live horrible person who would kidnap and torture children. And his name was Andre Rand. You guys can look him up if you want. And he was this horrible, horrible person in upstate New York, uh Staten Island, I think, right? And but one yep. thing I did get from the documentary was according to Bill Ellis who is the professor of folklore at Penn State uh, Cropsy became the generic term for a maniac at a boy scout camp up and down the Hudson River region of New York and that's also of course how and why Harvey Weinstein thought of this story because it was an actual campfire story before the movie happened So, But I do love what they did with the caretaker getting burned and coming back for revenge. Right? Yeah. And let's see here. Um, Is this movie scary
2: for y'all? No.
1: Me neither. But nothing is scary for me, so. No. No,
2: I, I, I mean, I think... Maybe seeing it when it first came out in the 80s, maybe. But seeing it nowadays, nothing <laughs> not a thing scary about it.
1: Um, agreed. <laughs> now, let's talk overall movie rating. Unless there is something else you guys wanted to talk about before we hit that section.
2: Um, I was at. Because I wrote down some questions, which I figured we could talk about. So this was slapped as a video nasty. It was one of the first ones slapped, right, with that title for the UK. The raft massacre aside, do you think it deserved to get slapped with the video nasty? Well,
1: in America, no, because we have different standards, but they are so much more censored over there, and I don't really know. What their standards are, so maybe over there, yes, but here, no. And the raft scene actually got the film banned in England for a little while too, which is crazy. Yeah, which is crazy. That's that's how much that's well, how censored they yeah. are with violence over there.
3: So boobies, boobies are okay, always but okay. Violence
2: is a <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh my god! You can god. never go wrong with boobies. <laughs>
3: don't get me started
1: yes boobies are okay violence no no so no i don't think i would consider this one but again this is our country other countries might see differently
2: all right fair enough um how did you feel about them doing the night it annoyed me because right except for the campfire. Right. Campfire was the only one at night. Everything the else shuttered because
1: I could still see yeah, it looked dark, but as soon as the camera panned up through the trees, you could see the light. So it'll look down at you and it will look dark, like it lo- actually look legit night. But for example, in the sex scenes when it's looking up at the guy maybe and through the trees, it looks like it is dusk or dawn, so they they tone down the brightness, but you can still see that it's not the middle of the night. Did you notice that, Tori? Hmm. No. Yeah,
2: yeah. This movie no. was shot
1: entirely in the day, no, except for the camp's fire scene. Right. So, okay. and if you don't know that, maybe you didn't, wouldn't notice it. But I definitely noticed that it was was light outside. It was not the middle of the night. It was not pitch black. What about you, Brian? What did you think about that?
2: Right? Okay, good. Uh, Thank you. I thought it drove me crazy. Like, like I think you're, you're on, like, a time schedule, but don't be using right. like daytime for night. Exactly.
1: Any other facts or questions or
2: um and then i guess the last one I got knowing what we know now about wine and all the chaos that has happened had the movie been made during this time frame do you think it ever would get released you mean
1: made by him in 2020 no
2: yeah like say they that he remade it during the height of all the scandals going on, say like two years ago, do you think it would get released? Not by
1: him. I think that if somebody else decided to remake it okay, I think if Bob maybe decided to remake it okay, I think yeah, but he wasn't nearly as much in the headlines so, but I think if someone else remade it I think it would be okay, I think if they remade it, I think that it would never would have been done What about you guys?
2: I don't know. Yeah, I would. Because I I think Merrimack's. I would love a remake on this. I actually really would. So. Yeah. I think it deserves a remake. Like, make it more uh, Mm -hmm. today's standards.
3: Mm -hmm. Right. It would be amazing. No.
2: So, like, I think it would be really well done. Because, like, we have all the Friday Thirteens and everything, but then you know people forget. You know we had this, we had mm-hmm. Mad we had Sleepaway Camp, which I mean I think Sleepaway Camp's being remade. I would by love Felicity, that. She keeps so. talking
1: about it, but she's been talking about the possibility for so many years that I don't know if it will happen. But I would love a Sleepaway Camp remake if it's made well. Yeah. So unlike that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh part four they released
2: yeah i mean straight to video it was
1: fine it was the characters were annoying and i mean the best part about the movie was felissa but it's like i would like a better version a newer version of the same story not a sequel Yes, and I would mm-hmm. love this mm-hmm. movie remake. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what they would do with that rap scene? Oh man, it would be so great. Oh, I gosh. wonder what they would do mm-hmm. to Cropsey. like in the mm-hmm. beginning, how, how they would.
2: Oh no, but I I would love <laughs> to. Yeah, think you would. I think you would. I think he would. Which I mean, Rick, I I mean, I know he doesn't do anything nowadays. Right. I think it's all his students that do the work. But I would, I would love to see mm-hmm. like him come back and do it. Even if the, his students him are the supervising and in charge. I, I think it would be just yeah. It, it'd be oh, a it'd good be great. nostalgia it'd be great. for the fans.
1: Henry was really cracking on me the other day because I said this is a classic and he said no it's not. I said it is so a classic. <laughs> We keep having Mm -hmm. arguments over which horror films are classics or not. I said, You don't even know how many times this movie has been re released on DVD. (laughs) If it wasn't,
3: that is so typical in the horror community to
1: be arguing. The the difference is Henry's not
3: really in the horror community, he's
1: more of an outsider looking in, which is a very interesting perspective to have.
3: You don't get to have a perspective if you're not a fan. No, really. You're not part of the community. You at least got to be part of the work
1: Trying community. to, I'm trying to bring him in slowly but surely. He'll be one of us eventually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Join us. Join us,
1: Henry. <laughs> oh my god! He just looks at me and goes, "You got problems." <laughs> yep. And then he looks we at all me and Tori together, and it's to like, us. "You guys need help." <laughs> <laughs> I think he listened yeah, to one exactly. episode of our show and said, You guys need help. <laughs> 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 I said, Yes, true. Yep. But also, <laughs> we love what we love. Him. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, and of course, Days of the Dead. He was. Oh, Brian, control. we were out of control at Days of the Dead um, in Chicago. Wow. We were, well, we had so much fun together, but we're just two giddy schoolgirls mm-hmm. and we couldn't stop laughing <laughs> and he's he's just just sitting there. Yeah. He's the only guy. It's me and Tori and her sister and we're just all losing our shit and he's just like god help me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's just like I'm just here for the ride. Yep. <laughs>
3: yep he's exactly like, supportive it's husband nice. that is all
1: <laughs> he's like i'm not one of them
3: <laughs> yep. yeah he was literally like raising his voice he's like i don't know what's going on I just want everybody to know honestly that. tori was
1: laughing so hard i didn't know what was going on either she was laughing too hard to tell me what was so funny <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's what i'm like i'm telling you the memes that i post on my facebook about right. you know laughing so hard you can't even tell the joke or t- or still or last laughing week, at a joke you told ten minutes ago. That is me. I can't.
1: She really is. Yeah.
3: Whenever I'm out of control, Brian, I I'm can't wait till we can
1: all hang out together. It's going to be so it's funny.
3: <laughs> and you're like, what? What's so funny? And I was like, I can't say it. And I was sitting there, like, she said it. And Riley's like, what did I say? And I'm like, oh my god, you said it. And she's like, what? Did I, what? what did I say <laughs> was, and I was like I can't say it I couldn't even talk It was so like 10 minutes you we were laughing what was because going on. she I was, was like, turning red
1: <laughs> and snorting and like, everything and it, I was completely out of control so we were <laughs> laughing at her laughing but we had no idea why she was losing it
2: <laughs> yeah yeah I'd be like Joey from Friends just laughing the table <laughs> like
1: I want to know honestly joke. I was about there myself yeah <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I have mm. a couple of teeny tiny fun facts. Let's see here that we hadn't already talked about. Um, well, we talked about the fact that this was filmed just right outside of Buffalo, New York, in a place called North Tonawanda. And I know Brian knows this because, like myself, he watched all the extras. But the director played Cropsy in the Raft massacre scene so he could get the glint of the blades just right. Right.
2: Okay. <laughs> he didn't exactly.
1: <laughs> and what else I got? Um
3: is, yes. I have a question. Is this an actual camp? Yes. Or is there an actual
2: camp? Mm-hmm. Yeah they filmed at two different camps.
1: In two different places? Like I, I can't hate keep when it at just one. hmm hmm Agreed. Yes, and
2: well, I think right it was because they were filming actually during right. the summer, so camps were that, mm, that makes sense.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, what else I got? That does um, the um, the finale that was shot. It was originally supposed to be in a a cave, but the cave collapsed overnight one night. And they decided that they obviously couldn't shoot there because not only had the cave collapsed, that's not going to be safe now. And so they shot at um, the ruins of an abandoned copper mine that they found close by, right? And let's talk about that location. I really loved the textures of the the brick maze that they were trying to find their way through. Did you guys notice any of that?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. It was almost like a broken down. Right. Right.
1: Almost. I loved,
2: and it obviously that maze, was real. Yeah. I
1: wasn't brought in. I love the textures. I love the broken pieces on it. I, I like the camera angles on how I just I really really liked how that scene looked. I thought it was very visually pleasing.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. I I like the mine that they used because cuz I mean they tried they had two different caves, right. one collapsed, but the other one had bats. So that wasn't set. Right.
1: And you can still see, so, you can see the mining part in there in that last yeah, scene too.
2: Yeah. Which one? I was like, did you notice the goof with it? On Todd. So the, the that comes crashing down on Todd. 30 <laughs> I seconds thought something later, didn't look right, but top. I didn't notice, didn't know what it was.
1: But I wasn't paying that much attention, really. But yeah, so I love, I love the... The act when they film at actual locations instead of going into a soundstage. And the fact that they had to change their locations last minute, I think they found a good location. However, they said mm-hmm. that yeah. there was so much dust in this mine that they were still coughing it up a few weeks later. Right. <laughs> so it, wasn't, it wasn't very enjoyable oh to shoot there, but I thought it looked great. And let's see. I think that's it on the fun facts. Unless you guys had anything else you wanted
2: to add to those. Okay. Yeah. Uh, The only thing I had was on the writer who Mm -hmm. was Peter Lawrence who helped write it with Bob. Um, He did this, but then from there, he went on to do Thundercats and Johnny Quest. Like he did a complete 180 <laughs> on his career.
1: Let's see here. Do you guys remember? Let's do trivia. Do you guys remember what the two camps were called?
2: Uh if you wouldn't right. have asked. So there me, was the Croxy camp the where, where he died.
1: And then the camp that we mm-hmm. find our kids at before they go to the Cropsy camp.
2: Mm-hmm. Almost. Close. What is it, like Camp Blackhawk? Something like that? Y'all give up?
1: <laughs> yes.
2: So the cro- the Black Cropsey Black camp Foot? was Camp Blackfoot.
1: And Black I would love, like I said earlier, I would love something that says Camp Blackfoot if it was in the movie.
2: Shirts or something, right? Yeah,
1: but that would have been too expensive to make. (laughs) make. (laughs) They just wanted them to wear their own clothes. (laughs) And then the camp, the other camp that they were at was Camp Stonewater. (laughs) So there you go, Camp Blackfoot and Camp Stonewater. That should be trivia, right?
2: To go along with Camp
1: Arawak, (laughs) (laughs) Camp Crystal Lake, (laughs) right? So. Mm-hmm. What movie rating on a scale of 1 to 10 are you guys going to give this
3: one? Okay. I'm going to be stingy. Okay, that's not bad. I'm going to give it like a 7. No. I no, no 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 no. I take it back. 6
1: in the torso. I'm going to give it <laughs> that's 6. That's still in the torso. not bad though.
3: Yeah. That's over half. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, well, I really oh, yeah. like it because I, you know, I love the 80s Um and I love the actors that were in this. I love the storyline. So that's why it gets so many. If it wouldn't have had so many actors in it that I know and love, mm-hmm. I definitely would have gone with like a five or something. But because it had so many actors in it and the storyline was good and it kicked right off with him getting burned. Awesome. And, and the go, effects, yeah, of course, the, fit,
1: the practical. Mm-hmm. Right. hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay so then now we got no actors aside and the effects side, what would have elevated the score for you?
3: What would have elevated the score for me? Yeah. Elevated
2: this, the score this for was me. The first time watched for you,
3: yeah, yeah. What oh. would have elevated the score for me is if he would have had maybe different weapons. If he would have maybe gotten a little more creative with his kills if he would have maybe used other things that you find around a camp mm-hmm. or if you would have drowned somebody. There's water mm-hmm. There's so um, you can do around a camp. Strangling, drowning. There's so many different things you can do around a camp. But he used those shears. I don't think they ever explained why he used the shear. Because mo- most killers if they have a certain weapon, it, they, it's explained why they use that specific weapon. I don't think this was explained why he used that one specific weapon.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was just the first thing the director saw at Home Depot. Okay, well.
3: Um, yeah, so so definitely if there was more weapons or more creative kills that would have done it. Um, if I maybe could have got another glimpse more glimpses of him being burned and what he actually looked like. Um what else? I don't know. It was good. It was good overall, but yeah. Those, those points would have been better if... Yeah. I, I think I would have given it more points if that stuff was different. I, li-
1: I like the fact that he only sure. has one weapon because it was more of a trademark. It was like Freddy's glove.
3: But it's not really a trademark because they don't explain why he used just that. Freddy's is explained... You know, all this stuff, I just don't feel like it was explained why he chose that or why that was his I mean, like I said, now if it would now if he would have like <laughs> set them on fire, okay, I understand why he said it didn't have to it didn't it didn't have to be explained. I know yeah. why he's setting them on fire and killing them that way. You know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like if Jason goes around drowning people, okay. That would actually it. make more sense yeah, for you know, Jason to go get around why drowning he people. The <laughs> I really am. See now, now you're gonna. Damn it! I'm gonna that mention anytime. that in part oh, well, when we cover part I'm two.
1: it's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mr. Brian? I
3: know. Eight.
2: Stars. Uh, I. You know what? I'm with stars. you. I'm giving oh it
1: eight as well. I love this movie. I watch this movie at least once a year. I was so excited when they finally put this movie on DVD because I would rent the shit out of it at the video store because it really wasn't aired very often on television. And so I would rent this movie all the time back.
3: That is so crazy because I've like literally, even though I haven't seen the movie, I think I can (sighs) honestly say that I've never even really heard of it. So, not I only can I believe that, I don't think I've ever really even heard of it. Yeah, right. so the fact that it's like so popular with you wow. guys, blows we got my a lot of work to do I've on never this girl. Really
2: heard of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What kind
3: of co host are you? Uh, hey, I'm here for the jokes, <laughs> I make it funny. <laughs> She's here yeah, for the chocolate do. syrup. <laughs> <laughs> I know
1: flashback to dr Giggs. oh my check it out guys <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so
1: brian mm-hmm. and myself give it an eight you give it a six and a torso which is still not a bad rating it's it's not it's not bad at all that's over half so that's fair that's definitely mm-hmm. fair mm-hmm. I, right mm-hmm. i i really want this I movie to remade i don't ever say that about movies but i would love to see this movie remade and the fact that people like you tori had never even heard of it. I mean, it would be so great for the newer audiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
3: Well, and if it's done well.
1: If I think they would do left, it well.
3: I, think they, I, think I, would they, love I don't think day. they
1: would fuck it up. I don't think they could. It's such a simple premise.
3: Okay.
1: True.
3: Yeah, somebody out there can fuck <laughs> it up. Yeah. Somebody All out there right. knows how to fuck well, shit I
1: up. I think we've, talked the burning to death let's talk some shout outs so brian tell us about your podcast
2: okay so we are a fairly new podcast um as we're recording this we just dropped episode six a couple days ago <laughs> Right? Wait, what's today? Friday. Yesterday. We dropped it yesterday. See? This, it's true. This I, pandemic. I was talking thing. to my it's boss boring, today and I'm like, yeah. what day
1: is it? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. She goes, it's Friday, summer. I'm like,
2: oh. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's, it's essentially, the podcast, we, we cover all the because we're all, everyone, is a movie lover of their own kind mm-hmm. and not everyone is going to agree with the types of movies. There's nothing wrong with that. So, but we, we just talk about the movies that we love. So, um, we've done horror. We've done, um, some mm-hmm. comedy, we've done action. So, so, and we have a lot of fun stuff planned. Um, so it consists of myself uh, Daryl Hook, who is also Mr. Meat Hook on uh, YouTube. And we have Kate Phoenix, who is a really, really, really independent actor
1: And, Tori, I don't know Clown if you've heard out. their show yet, because like he said, it's very, very new. I think I've only listened to three episodes so far. Sorry, Brian, I got busy. But... I, I enjoyed them I really enjoy oh, yeah. hearing what Kate has to say <laughs> I relate to her a lot I think we had a similar kind of upbringing from what she has said and uh, she's totally someone I want to be friends with like she seems mm-hmm. so so cool so yeah and she seems super can- nice too but she just Kate seems a like sweetheart. a genuine person and a very very cool person to know and she has a nice voice, too. Like, I enjoy listening to her voice. If that doesn't sound creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also really loved, I think in the episode, was it three? The movie she picked was Bloody New Year. And that's another oh, movie Bloody that I grew up with and really enjoy. It's a, a horror film from, what was it Wales? And it, that's a fun one. It's yeah. more of a go- ghost story.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was a, fun.
1: Whether it's a slasher or not, a yeah, slasher, we had a year. fun
2: debate with that.
1: One. It's a ghost story. I, I consider definitely consider it a ghost story. Tori, I think you would really enjoy it. It's a slow moving one, but it's again, it's not an American film, so it's more okay. based on their standards. But we'll cover that one okay. maybe in the new year.
3: Okay.
1: Okay. And anybody else you or anyone else you want to talk about, Mister String? Yeah.
2: Um, oh, Dad yeah, love to Wes and Kevin because, like, like they have helped you, they've also helped me grow tremendously as a podcaster. Uh, it seems like I'm talking to Wes like at least a couple times. He's a, a very week. good guy, and he, he's a really good guy. I love him. Um, Kevin <laughs> is only an hour away. Kevin's hilarious. Yeah, I, I just listened to their I haven't their listened to it yet. I'm saving Carpenter. it.
1: <laughs> so. I want to save it for when I'm really, really in the
2: mood. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I, I love listening to them. Thank I you. I love listening um, to you ladies, of course. And, Christy.
3: Um,
2: a big shout out to our friend Christy. We love us Can some Christy.
1: We're so excited. Our <laughs> store is going to be opening soon in Vegas. Perfect.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm her, her and oh, philip yeah. are rocking away at that store so mm-hmm. i know we're all very excited to travel hmm the end, yes visit, her, visit the store yep
3: <laughs> i told christy i'm swimming when i come down there <laughs> i don't know if you saw that summer on my face i did not I really saw, I like, i'm swimming when i come down there she's like okay and then she's and then she said, "And then she said that the restaurants, the casino restaurants, are starting to open up." And I was like, "Food?" And she's like, "Come here." And can you I just, I like, right just right. picture
1: her saying, "Come here," in her accent,
3: like, because
1: <laughs> I can. <laughs> if she wrote oh that God. to me, I would hear it. <laughs> please, please do. Yeah, I'm going to have to tag you in that right. post summer so you can see it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep. Yeah, and so
1: sometimes when she too. writes something or we're messaging, because I message Christy, I think we probably talk on Facebook or text or some in some way, shape, or form, at least once a day. At least. Right. So mm-hmm. she is yeah, just she the is the way. coolest. Her store is the coolest. I'm so excited that they made the move to Vegas because I was not really excited to go to Alabama, but I'm much more excited to go to Vegas. <laughs> So we got those out of the way. Let's talk about our wonderful producer, Mr. Jesse Randall. Hello. Hey, Jesse. What's oh, up, man? you know, man?
0: living the dream. Aren't we? Oh, living yes. the dream.
1: <laughs> Listening to us gab about horror. We're going to have Jesse on as a guest real soon. We haven't he hasn't decided which movie he wants to do quite yet but it's going to happen real soon. I'm really excited for that.
2: Oh, see oh, what- yeah. No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I keep waiting for Jesse to come up. He
1: definitely wants to do when we do Evil Dead, he wants to do one of the Evil Deads. But I want to have him on before Evil Dead.
2: Did so. we have- <laughs> choose one? <laughs>
3: This is news to me. I'm surprised Jesse wants to be on. I thought he wanted to stay out well, of the Well, see now he, he knows how much Not fun this show
2: in. is. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit.
1: Oh, he's been listening over and over and over again <laughs> in the editing process.
0: Well, thanks. <laughs> so, y'all, time, Justin... so I don't have to uh, necessarily pour <laughs> through the entire podcast to find one little blip. But yeah.
1: <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so Jesse makes the sound as best as, as best as we possibly could. We're recording in four different locations right now, so sometimes we have issues with sound, and he does his best to clean it up. Sometimes we drop our calls, and he puts it all together, so you can't tell. He makes amazing intros and outros for us. So thank you, Jesse. Oh no, we no love you.
0: Likewise, right back at you. It's uh, it's really no, it's it's gotten. I've, I've kind of like how as we've we've uh, I mentioned in the uh, intro to this uh, one that we just posted today the dr. Giggles one that uh, uh-huh. we've been all together for like six months now I mean it's it's been a long time like that that time just flew right. by so
1: it really did we're on episode 30 I think I think giggles was thirty or twenty nine
0: yeah I mean it's it's crazy that like right uh Right before New Year's, uh, in December. I mean, like it was before that, but like as far as going out regularly, it's been about six months. And uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's so my point is is that I kind of love how the show has evolved over time, and how like we were just kind of just seeing what it was going to be, and you know, and then um, then you know, you found your voice, and and Tori found her voice, and um, it was uh, it was great, you know, like that um, that we kind of figured out. <laughs> Now it just um, has kind of taken on its uh, a life of its own, and I'm uh, kind of excited about that. So yeah,
1: me too. I'm I'm really liking where it's gone, and I'm really loving having guests on because we the guest thing is still pretty new. We've only been doing it for a couple of months, and it's I think it's so much more fun. Mm-hmm. Right, and um, yes, it is Brian and the dolls. Are going to be collaborating on one of his future shows too, and I'm pretty excited about that. A mega episode. Uh,
2: You're dubbing it. A so that's mega all I'm going to episode. say,
1: but it's going to be great. It's going to be a huge undertaking. I mean, I'm kind of nervous about it, but that's going to be exciting. Um, also, we want to shout out Jason Shepard, who did our amazing logos. And we have our Dolls of Horror logo Mm -hmm. with our two caricatures. But if you don't want our caricatures, we have a really cool, more simple logo that just reads the Dolls of Horror podcast. And then it has a fun little quote at the bottom. So check it out if you're interested in that. I have the link posted on our Facebook, on our Instagram, or you can just message us if you want to know. Anybody else?
3: Mm-hmm. Do you want to add? No. Brian, you good? I don't think so. No. Yeah. Was, I,
2: yeah, yeah, I'm good. I I just want to thank you both for having me on. And oh um, well, me looking too. Forward and to thank you so, so much for being patient with us forward. while
1: we get our shit together on this. And coming on and putting in all the effort for the episode I know we ask a lot of the people that come on all these different categories but we really appreciate the work that you and all of our guests have put into it because it wouldn't work if someone just comes into it just half-assed
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah you gotta do that work and if you're not gonna do the work right. then it's all about. that's okay that just okay. let us know <laughs> if it's not your thing that's fine too that's fine Right? Just yeah. Let us know. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's about it. Don't you? Okay. So, guys, with that, I'm Summer. Tori, are you there? I oh, Got
3: I can hear you. <laughs> okay. I, I heard that.
1: Can you that. hear me? Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Go on so with the I'm Tori. I'm Tori. <laughs> yes. And then Brian will say I'm Brian. I'm fucking Tori. <laughs> 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 and you've been listening to us talk the burning and the Dolls of Horror. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
0: This has been a presentation of The Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to The Dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at thedollsofhorror, or on Twitter at dolls of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description, or go to patreon.com of horror for more information. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.
2: Man, this guy's burned so bad, he's cooked a fucking Big Mac overdone. You know what I mean?
1: Next time we have a sleepover, okay. we're watching a little black book. It has
3: to happen. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And maybe 13 going on 30 so we can do Thriller in the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm game.
1: I said to Tori, I said, is this a bird or a plague doctor?
0: Right now, he's out there watching.
2: Waiting. So don't look. He'll see you. Don't breathe. He'll hear you. Don't move. You did.
1: Boobies are okay. Violence, no, no.